0: Hey, welcome into the Illini Enquirer podcast. It is Jeremy Warner, Illini Enquirer publisher. And uh, you see the title of the podcast today. We're doing something a little bit different. Instead of focusing on Illinois basketball critic, what's the latest, and breaking down every angle of this, which I think we've done on previous podcasts, Uh, No, we are not going to focus on Kofi Coburn today. I'm sorry. You can get that in our other podcast, or I'm sure somebody else will be talking about it today. Uh, But I believe it's Illinois and Kentucky, and we'll see where it goes from there. Uh, No, I'm not going to break down the top four of Kevin O'Banner. It seems like it's going to be a top three, basically, with Illinois, Arkansas, and Texas Tech, and it could be hard to get a Houston native out of the South there, but um, Illinois in the mix, that's a good thing. Illinois staff continues to, to grind and try and improve its roster. And Kevin O'Banner, outside of Kofi Coburn, uh, is probably the best available front court player Illinois could get at this point. So it's a good sign you're on that list. No, today we're going to do something different. And one of my favorite people to cover. Uh, really during my time at Illinois, but especially the last couple of years, has been Blake Hayes. Uh, one of my favorite parts of this job is the getting to know people and telling stories of people from different backgrounds. And not to get on my high horse here uh, or to get too idealistic, but one of the parts I love about college sports is how everybody from these different backgrounds, inner city, suburban, rural, other countries, or from Europe, or from the Caribbean, uh, you know, all these different people from all different backgrounds, faiths, political leanings all come together and you know, work for the same goal. And isn't that so romantic? Isn't it? And and one of my favorite parts about my college experiences was getting to know people from all these different backgrounds. I think it opened up my world, and I think um, you know a lot of times I wish a lot of people had the opportunities that you know a college locker room has. Um, that you get all these people that have to work together and mix together and you know work for a common goal and and Blake Hayes is a part of that and, and me personally getting to know him a little bit his family I've met a couple times and, and told their story um, it's it's been a lot of fun to, to get to know Blake Hayes and and his unique story at the University of Illinois but it's it's not that unique around college football right now with Australian punters taking over and, and now taking over the NFL. So I had a great conversation with Blake Hayes, really engaging, um, really fun to talk to, but we talk about a lot of different things. The first thing we talk about is uh, something that I hope you help him support. He's using his platform for good, uh, for something uh, and a cause uh, deep and uh, meaningful to him. Um, So I hope you help support him if you can. We also talk about his family, which he hasn't seen uh, since January of 2020 because of the pandemic he hasn't seen his family in almost 21 months at this point um, and we dive into that and what that's been like for him and, and how his family's kind of gotten through it uh, and uh, we also dive into new coaching staff a new uh, you know punting coach right a new special teams coach and, and special teams uh, GA who's really helping him a lot as well uh, we dive into returning for a fifth year because most people thought Blake Hayes could be in the NFL right now, and maybe he could be. He was the number one punter going into the year by Mel Kuiper. Not everybody had him number one, but uh, Big Ten punter of the year. He certainly was on lists, uh, and he talks about how it was an easy decision. he will tell you why uh, it was an easy decision to come back. Uh, And I also end the podcast. We go through a lot of topics here with him, but uh, I also end the podcast. Um, As most people know, I am a huge fan of a certain Australian cartoon. Uh, Of all of the shows my kids watch, it is by far the best. I've made the case it's one of the best shows on television right now, regardless of cartoons. Yeah. Um, So I, I didn't know if Blake knew anything about it. And I didn't really care because I just had to give a shout-out to Australia. and So he was my representative from Australia. So I do bring that up um, later on in the podcast as well. We also talked about Hugh Robertson, uh, the, the 28-year-old punter off from Australia on the team as well. So a lot of good stuff with Blake Hayes. And uh, it's something different today. And I felt we needed something different. And uh, I'm, I'm glad we got to talk to Blake. And I hope you uh, help him with uh, the cause that he is championing right now. So coming up next... Without further ado, this is way too long of an intro. Blake Hayes, Illinois punter, the 2019 Big Ten punter of the year. He's next on the Alana Enquirer podcast. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. Joining us now on the Illini Enquirer podcast and uh, happy to have him as always uh, is Blake Hayes, Illini punter. And Blake, good to see you, man. How you been and and how's the offseason going?
1: Doing good. Thanks for having me, Jeremy. Um, Yeah, doing very well. Uh, Going through training right now, uh, just prepping for camp uh, on the physical side with Tank and then um, on the field with our specialists, just getting the work in. Um, Really happy with the way it's going, Uh, Tank and his crew is doing an amazing job.
0: Yeah. I want to ask you all about that, but uh, before we dive into that, I want, I want to give you the the chance to talk about what you're doing again this year. and And that's raising money for Connor's run. And I know, I know you supported this last year as well, uh, raising money to support children with brain cancer through the Robert, uh, Connor Dawes foundation. Just tell people again, Blake, why this is so close to your heart. And this is why this is something you want to do.
1: Yeah, this is, this is something that, um, it's pretty close to home, uh, for me. There was a, a, student at my high school, um, Connor Dawes who, uh, passed away from anaplastic hependenoma, um, at age 17. Um, I, he was diagnosed at 17 and then passed away at uh, age 18. And, you know, he was, he was at school with us and, uh, we were able to see his condition deteriorating over time. And, uh, you know, as as it's uh, brain cancer within kids, you know it's something that you really don't want to see. And um, the Robert Connor Dawes Foundation is the leading foundation in Australia raising funds um, for that. So uh, there's an event back home each year called Connor's Run, uh, which is the run that uh, he did for rowing training, which was from his house to the boat sheds, which were in the in the middle of the city. Uh, so that's a 18.8 kilometer or 11.6 mile run uh, traditionally, or there's the um, shortened version, which is a six mile run. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's the same theme as last year. Again, is uh, you can run that distance if you want, or you can just do uh, whatever you want, if that's your own exercise or just something really to get out. Um, cause as we know, physical activity has a great, positive influence on um, the mind and the body. So we just want to, you know, uh, influence that in the community. And along with that comes raising awareness and uh, raising funds for research and continued efforts. So, um, I mean, in its first year, it it raised $115,000 and as of last year, it raised $1.3 million. So really looking to push that number. And uh, already um, I've had, very generous people donating and uh we're almost about to hit last year's mark which is a small target but um as i said any any uh dollar amount is is uh, very appreciated
0: and, and you were young uh when he got brain cancer so like did this leave uh, we all have moments in our lives blake where i think we all kind of see the world bigger and in a different way did, did that leave an indelible mark on you
1: yeah definitely uh no, at the school, my high school back home is a very tight-knit community, and you know everyone in the area knows each other very well. And uh, is we we had a funeral at the school that was down the down the road of um, where the school was, and just seeing like there were there were a lot of people there just supporting um, each other, and I think that's that's really the the legacy that's been left. Um, and the, the positive impact that's been left behind is the, the ability for everyone to get together, especially, uh, the day of Connor's run that happens in Melbourne. It's a, it's a very special day where everyone in the community comes together for a single cause. So, um, that was, that was really the, the one thing that stood out to me and Liz Dawes, the mother, she does a fantastic job and she did a fantastic job of, of turning almost the, probably the. The most negative situation into a really positive light. And that's something, you know, I think we can all take away from anything is this, if, if something's negative, there's always a positive light to be found.
0: Yeah. And, and I know people go to connersrun.com. That's C-O-N-N-O-R-S uh, run.com. Uh, but I, did, how do they help you, uh, Blake, um, or, or what else can they do to, to help this cause? And, um, I, I guess what, what's it mean for you? I mean, you're obviously using, you know, your, uh, you know, I guess spotlight here is an Illinois football player to, to kind of draw attention to this. So uh, how can people help and, and why is this important to you?
1: Yeah, uh, they could, they can head to my Twitter. There's a, there's a donation link there set up for the Illinois community. Um, Cause there is an Australian foundation. So uh, just with the, the link that I provided that provides an ease for Americans to donate without any of the hassle in that. Um, and I guess the why is, Um, you know, as as I've gotten older and gotten more uh, established in the program, I've realized that my platform, uh, I have a responsibility almost to to use my platform in a positive way. And um, if that's, you know, uh, helping the community realize a condition like this, or, you know, generating funds using my platform, I may not have the most followers, but with being on the team as it is, uh, that generates a lot of traction and, um airtime as you would say so uh that really helps and you know the there's there's a saying with the new zealand rugby team saying leaving the uh leaving the jersey in a better place so that's something that just wanted to carry forward and hopefully like inspire others to maybe use their platform like someone like me who's only a punter um can generate funds so um hopefully like whether it's here or at other schools that even the big name guys could could use their platforms i was kind of inspired by uh, chase winovich of michigan
0: mm-hmm.
1: he did something similar um raising funds so just something small that you know could hopefully impact research and then eventually one day impact someone's life
0: that's awesome. Um, well, you, you mentioned Melbourne a couple of times there, Blake, and I, I believe it was a year ago. I talked to your dad, um, cause you hadn't seen each other in so long. Have you been home? Have you been able to, cause I know they've been on shutdown here recently with the variant.
1: Yeah, it's been tough. I haven't been home, uh, since I went home after the bowl game, uh, the Redbox bowl, uh, for a couple of weeks and that was it. I, I came back here and then obviously it all started. So, um, haven't been home since then. Uh, didn't Probably didn't expect it to be this long. Yeah. Um, I knew coming over that I would, wouldn't see them much. But, uh, yeah, it's been a while. I'm definitely missing them. But um, they're always uh, supporting me a bunch over here. And, you know, we talk every day. So, um, yeah, they're great.
0: Yeah, and I know you guys keep in constant touch with FaceTime and all of that. But um, you, you mentioned it. Like, you didn't think it'd be this long. Like, I know it's a little bit more free here right now. But it seems like... Australia was doing so well with it and and now there's a little bit there. So um, what has that been like being an extra long wait? Like I thought after maybe the season or or this spring or summer, you might be able to get back. So what's, I mean, most of us at least have been able to see our loved ones. What's it been like not to?
1: Yeah, it's been interesting. Um, You know, you said they were doing well with it and they, they were, and uh, you know, they were fully open um, while we're in, kind of restrictions and then it's really flipped uh you know they're in lockdown uh not my state but a lot of the other states and then here it's wide open um and they they have minimal cases so it's you know obviously that whole side of it is um another conversation but um yeah it's been interesting but i guess the the best thing is just the support that i have over here Uh, my teammates coaches uh my girlfriend's family they do an amazing job of looking after me and uh, taking care of me. You know, I, I got my second family over here. So, um, you know, they they do a great job. And uh, whenever that time comes to see my family, I'll be very happy.
0: Yeah, I mean, what, what do you imagine that, that moment will be like? Is there even words? I mean,
1: <laughs> my mom will be covered in tears. I know that. Probably my dad as well. Um, and seeing my older brother as well. Yeah, it'll be a great moment. I'm, I'm honestly not sure when that will come. Right. Um, so you know, we'll keep, keep hoping. And, uh, you know, it's, it's been a great lesson being over here, um, seeing how valuable family time is. So, uh, we'll see when that happens. Um, but I'm looking forward to it.
0: Yeah. I was going to say like, we, we learned through all these things. Like, did you, did you learn something? Was it, was it just how important they are how important it is to physically see them?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, there was something that, uh, coach B touched on, um, in a, in team meeting once and it was just you never know when the when the last time you might see someone is and there's obviously there's stories and um my situation's not as dramatic as that but you never know when you know coming over here I I thought it would be like a four month deal and then go back um as I normally do but it extended from there and then it was another x amount of months so um just the time with family and loved ones is really valuable and something you can't get back in uh classic line that coach b has it doesn't matter how much money you have in the world but you can't buy time so Mm. yeah it's a it's a great lesson um being over here and being thankful for the time and even thankful for my time in college football like as we saw with covid and that we didn't know if we'd have a season so it applies to a lot of things
0: so blake you decide to come back for for a fifth year um how quick of a decision or how easy of a decision was that? Because we know here how good you are. Um, and, and you probably would have had a chance to be in a training camp if you wanted to right now. So wh- what was that decision process through? Like who'd you talk to and how'd you come to that decision?
1: Um, honestly, it was it was pretty easy for me. Uh coach Coach League. Um uh old special teams coach had a had a great standard and tried to enforce an, an NFL standard on specialists. So uh, as my time went through over four years, I really realized uh, in college what, what the expectation was. You know, obviously, once you get to the next level, it's, I'm sure it's a different level. Um, but I I think I have a good understanding of, of what it takes. And uh, it really just came down to knowing uh, that through the coaching that I've received and through the support of others that uh, I wasn't at that level yet. And um that's something that I was fine with and um you know coaches were were I really didn't need to speak to the coaches just because I knew I knew that that level wasn't quite there yet and also I wanted to continue my education that was almost the that was the main thing I was thinking of really um instead of football was you know now I can get my master's degree and because um, you never know how long football will last a lot of people just have a Cup of coffee as they say in the NFL and that's it. So uh, just making sure I'm set up for time after football, whether that's um, a day after college or, or years, you never know.
0: Yeah. Um, for people who don't know, you have a very athletic family. Your brother was a very good Australian rules football player, correct Max. Um and, and I, I think he played a role in like how much your you know, the yeah. academic side means for you, right? Did his experience have any impact on you?
1: Oh yeah, hundred percent. Um, you know, my, my brother, uh, went through the process of, um, you know, being, a being someone who thought they were going to get drafted, um, didn't end up getting drafted and the free agency in Australia isn't like the, like the NFL here where guys, you know, get picked up. It's, it's, if you get drafted, that's it. And then if you don't, then it's it's very hard to crack into the starting lineup. Um, so, you know, I saw him work his way up and he's really been a role model for me in work ethic and you know, I, I try and work harder than him because I, I saw how hard he worked and he didn't get an opportunity. So it's uh it's really made me realise how much work goes into getting an opportunity. So um yeah, and he's now he's doing a fantastic job. He's got um a great job. Uh he just moved into a new place. He's um, swimming along very well. So uh, both sides are inspiring to me, for
0: yeah. sure. Well, Blake, I, I, we're looking at you at the specialist room while we're doing this interview, and I, I feel right. like you could be one of those on that back wall at some point. Um, but you said you, you feel like you have more to improve upon, which being a Big Ten Punter of the Year, some people listening to this might be like, he's crazy. Um, but what are those things? Like, What are the main things you think you can improve in your final year here? Uh,
1: definitely just... I mean, it's really all three factors, hang time, uh, consistency, and location. Uh, you know, we, we try and search for, uh, for perfection um, in this craft. And uh, But for me personally, I would say hang time is, is the weakness that I'm trying to improve on. Um, there's areas of the game that I'm happy with and continuing to uh, make it positive. But it's really those weaknesses because, uh, like, in the Big Ten, it's, they're very smart and they know how to, they know how to exploit weaknesses. And that's what a lot of coaches like to do. So, um, if I can minimize those weaknesses as much as possible, then hopefully on game day, uh, we can just go out there and do our thing.
0: I think it's now a quarter of the FBS punters are from Australia, Blake, um, What's, what's that been like to be a part of that wave uh and, and for people that might not like why why is Australia taking over the specialist in the punter role here
1: yeah it's been it's been great um i'm really happy to be a part of it uh I guess the start the the reason why Australians are um, can easily transfer to this game is we grow up kicking the ball just like you guys throw it so um, as soon as we can walk we are we're kicking a Ball very similar um, to the American football around and passing it to each other. So, like when you when you go and play catch with um, whoever in the front yard, we're kicking the ball to each other, um, punting it. So, it's a very transferable skill that honestly everyone grows up with. I I always tell all my friends that you know I don't me personally I don't have like the the most the biggest leg the most ex- explosive. It's um, a lot of technique work that goes into it. And I tell all my friends back home that they could, they could all do this. It's a very transferable skill, and um, being part of the wave that coming over here is, has, been phenomenal. I mean, uh, we knew coming from Pro Kick Australia with Nathan Chapman and John Smith, we knew that there's a, almost a responsibility because uh, we're foreigners, and you know, any team that recruits an Australian, there's going to be people that are saying, well, like why he's never played a game before, and that's true. Um, But I think you've seen with the success, with the Ray Guy Award especially, there's been a bunch of Australian punters that have been at the top of the nation. um, And they've done a great job of teaching us the lessons. And now uh, what you see at schools and what you see here as well is that you get a feeder system going. And um, Hugh Robertson here, when I'm done, you know he slots in perfectly um and then hopefully when she's done there's a guy under him and then so far and so forth so um that's really the system and i think i think you'll see more to be honest um they're doing a fantastic job so i'm happy to be a part of it for sure
0: uh, you mentioned Hugh, like none of us have been able to see him or talk to him yet uh, because of all this COVID stuff. Uh, what an interesting story, right? 28 year old um, like you hasn't played, but he was a police officer in, in Australia. Um, what should people know about him? Blake?
1: Uh, I, he's, he's one of the best guys going around. I think once you get the chance to interview him, you, you guys will love him. His, uh, his personality shines through and, He's got a huge kick. Um, I'm really excited to see what he does on the field. Um, but, you know, I'll, I, I'll let him speak for himself, but um, he's definitely got a buzzing personality, and he loves being here, so that's the main thing.
0: I mean, how much old man stuff is I mean, I, I know there's a lot of old guys now, and there are the 23-, 24-year-old guys now, but, I mean, he's he's a little bit up there. Compared, like, he's closer to my age than a lot of you guys.
1: I mean, it's funny. He fits in pretty well, to be honest. Um, everyone's got that, you know, not immature but little little kid side to him and you know when you're hanging around guys like 17 to 22 23 um i mean he fits in very well and you know he'll get the old old man joke occasionally um but i mean he he proves it on the field and he backs it up um he doesn't look like an old man on the field kicking the ball so um yeah i'm very excited to see what he does
0: well, you have a new coaching staff, and Blake, obviously, Lovey gave you a great opportunity, a great success with him and Coach Um What's it been like for you as, as one of these 22, 23 super seniors to to have a new coaching staff? How's it felt? It's
1: been great. Uh, that's, that's another reason why I really wanted to come back is because that, that opportunity to um, experience a new coaching staff, especially with Coach Miller and Coach Fro uh, in the special teams department, just knowing and understanding what a what a uh, different coach wants and their standards and their expectations, and you know just just talking to them, getting that chemistry going with them um, it's been great, and you know the whole coaching staff has done a great job of being really personable with everyone. I feel like uh, we've gotten to know them really well through team meetings and them talking about you know their stories and getting to know them outside of football. I think that's really important because you know, when you get into the nitty gritty of, of the season, um, you know, things might be going well, but you know, sometimes there's adversity and it's really that chemistry that um, bonds people together and, you know, makes you strive forward. So I think a lot of the coaches are doing a great job of reaching out to us, even like for me as a punter, just the offensive and defensive coaches wanting to, you know, just have like a quick chat um, getting to know me in the spring so that those relationships have already formed for the future. So, um they're doing a really good job uh,
0: i i won't ask like how's it better but like how is it different with, with coach bielma how is he different
1: um he trying to trying to think like he's very uh he's very real and like i'm like he you've seen it in the in the press conferences mm-hmm. like he he gets emotional and he's uh For me, at least, he's very human. And uh, he's told us in team meetings that um, he's made mistakes in life and he's told us about those. And um, he also has a lot of success and showed us his Super Bowl ring and showed us his success at other schools. And um, I think it it just makes him more – makes him a human. And you realize that, like, yes, you're playing football, but also, like, there's relationships to be formed and memories to be made. Um, with the staff, and I think Billamor does a really good job of um, pushing that message, and also uh, working really hard and pretty like old school mentality, while also uh, having fun yeah. and realizing it's, it's a game. It's it's a great balance. It's not it's not relaxed where it's like oh you're having fun. Like we you know we play paintball, we you know go have like team bonding exercises, dinner with the coaches, and that, but also like we're getting after it on the field, um, as we saw in the spring. So I think he does a really good job of balancing those two.
0: Well, I know that KPS unit is really tight. Um, all you guys back, I know it's a pride, uh, for you guys and with Hugh and Caleb pushing you as well. Um, that's a really good group, but what what has coach Miller, Ben Miller, um, brought to you guys, um, after leg set such a good foundation?
1: Yeah, he's, he's definitely brought a different, uh, different personality and different vibe to the, to the KPS group. Um, And it's been really welcomed um, for me, uh, especially. um, And this is coaching style and um, what he expects of us. And you know, coming from him, coming from a different conference and having different punters, and he's never coached an Australian punter before, so that's been really fun to show him what we can do differently to um, to some Americans. Um, A lot of Americans are adjusting really well now, but. Um, you know showing showing in the skill set that we have and also just you know just uh, having a chat to him just popping into his office and chatting about whatever's whatever's on our mind Um, you know he's been great with he's been great with that and so is coach for coach for feels like one of the guys and uh, he's one of the more knowledgeable coaches that I've come across in terms of the specialist unit and he helps tremendously with with drills and that coming from Michigan, they have a really good um, set of specialists. So just learning off them and using their resources has been really helpful.
0: So what's the feeling in that locker room with basically Blake, everybody back, um, which is pretty astonishing given the coaching change. And obviously it's pretty unique given uh, the extra COVID year, but what's the feeling in the locker room?
1: It's great. Um, It's really something that, uh, hasn't I haven't really felt before, um, and I know we're like not into a season yet, and um, wins and hopefully not losses, um, and that will come along um, in the the trials and tribulations of the season. But right now, um, I really like where we're sitting, and you know, there's there's so many guys putting in a lot of hard work, um, more than more than usual that I've seen around around here and just the chemistry with other guys and um you know not everyone has to be like best buddies but um you know we're we're becoming we're gelling more and you know the bigger clicks uh forming um not clicks but you know people are more meshing together instead of everyone being in their own spots Mm -hmm. um and i think that's just gonna uh make waves for the season once you know you're on the sideline and you go up to a player who you might not hang out with, but you can have that conversation with him, the hard conversation, telling him whatever his, you know, whatever he needs to do on the field. And I think that'll carry forward through the season.
0: Well, Blake, uh, I know, I think the first football game you've ever been to was the one you played in uh, the first one at Memorial stadium. Like, do you, are you a fan of the game now? Like, Do you watch, do you watch American football now or <laughs> do you save that for um, just uh, the, your own games?
1: I used to watch a lot before I came here. That's, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to come over here is that I watched a lot of um, NFL. I had no idea how to follow college football, like so many teams. There's no chance I was going to watch that. Um, but now as a player, almost um, like during the season, you're around football so much, Um I'll really just turn it on and wait for fourth downs. If I'm being honest, um, <laughs> that's where the real action goal. is, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, for a field goal or a punt, that's the that's the only part of the game that's exciting these days. Um nah, I'm kidding, but um, honestly, yeah, I just I'll just watch what the guys are doing in college and in the pros punting wise, and um, I mean, I'll watch I'll watch the big games, but not much of a die. I wasn't a die hard, but like sure. I, I used to watch the Eagles every week, and now I'm barely an Eagles fan unfortunately <laughs> maybe if they make the Super Bowl I'll become a fan again but <laughs> that's about it so yeah don't watch too much because if you're around it so much so you need to get that um, escape every once in a while I,
0: I gotta I gotta point out you, you have two starting positions punter and holder uh, probably right. the only t- player in on the team that has that um, how quickly did you pick that up because that that's a that's a position we don't think of a lot just like long snapper with Ethan but it's it's a really important one <laughs>
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we, I started training at a pro kick in Australia. Um, so, you know, I thought for me personally, I was comfortable doing it um, from the first day <clears throat> that I got here. So um, it really hasn't been too much of an issue. Um, you know, there's, there's hard moments where it's wet, uh, wet games. And, you know, you want, you want James, Um, back there to be comfortable and you know it is it is ethan it is me as well it's not just james kicking the ball you know if he if he he makes one um you know it was it was us three and if he misses one then you know it might not be him he might have had a really good kick it's this me or ethan might have you know messed something up in the operation so um that's something that that uh gets missed uh as you said like with ethan as well um both positive and negative like ethan on the on the two game winners that James has had in his career has Ethan's thrown back perfect snaps. And like, no one really, no one really talks about it. And uh, it's just on James, which is, it is, it's a lot on James. Um, but also if things go wrong, it's on us as well. It's not just on James. So it works both ways for sure. Yeah.
0: All right. Last thing I got for you, Blake, and it has nothing to do with football and you might not even know what this is, but uh, as a dad, there's a lot of bad like cartoons I have to watch or like videos I have to watch. Right. The Australian export though, Bluey, have you ever heard of it? Because it is the best show on television um, right and I think now. I
1: have. I could Google it real quick. I, I, but...
0: As as an American dad, I just want to thank the one Australian I talk to regularly. So so thank you for for exporting that to the states because it's the best thing we got right now.
1: Yeah, I'm not too sure what that is, to be honest. It's funny, a lot of the guys, I tell a lot of the guys, like, being Australian, I'm not the most, like, patriotic person, or I'm not the most Australian person going around, I don't, like, hold on to, you know, I don't have strong ties to the country like that, but um, yeah, if if you enjoy Bluey, then you're welcome. I'll, I'll take it.
0: I appreciate that. Blake, Hey, appreciate it as always, and for people that want to check it out, check out Blake's Twitter. We'll put that out here in a second. Uh, but Blake, continue to use your platform for good, man, and um, I'm happy to cover you for another year, and I know a lot of fans are happy to see you punting for him for another year. Thank you very much. Appreciate the chat. Big thank you to Blake Hayes for joining us on the pod today. I uh, love talking with him, and it's great that he's Trying to support a a great cause, and if you'd like to help him out, he uh, said just to go to his Twitter page, at HayesBlake14, click on his profile there, uh, and he has a link in his profile that starts with ConnorsRun.com slash fundraiser slash a bunch of other stuff. So just click on that link, and you can help Blake uh, with with this Connors Run uh, fantastic charity uh, for someone that's close to his home uh, and close to his heart as well. So great stuff with Blake. Love chatting with him. Love his story. And man, I, I, I hope his parents can get here for a game, or at least I hope he can get home soon, uh, because I can't imagine what that's like. Um, 21 months away from your family and, you know, Blake being a young guy and his parents having to trust all of that. I mean, I know there's some staffers that are holdovers from the previous staff that that helped that. I know Pat Embleton, a uh, is, is really close to the Hayes family, and he's kept them in the loop throughout this entire time, and and have a girlfriend whose family's kind of taking them in. Uh, that's key, but I also think technology has to be key. I know Facetime and and Zoom and all that. Um, at least they have that nowadays. Rather than just sending letters or emails, it's definitely better to see them face to face, even if it's not really face to face. So, uh, great stuff from Blake, and I, I can't wait till he and his family are able to reunite. I'm sure they can uh, as well. Hope you enjoyed that. Hope you enjoyed something different. We want to continue to do that as we go forward, rather than just every day doing the same recruiting, you know, thing. Which I know people love to hear, uh, but I hope also hope you love to hear from these players, from these coaches, uh, something a little bit deeper. So, thank you to Blake Hayes again and Illinois football for setting that up, and again help him uh, with the Connors Run uh, fundraiser. Again, go to his Twitter at Hayes Blake 14 uh, Check him out there. And I'm sure if you just search Blake Hayes, uh, you'll find his uh, Twitter profile there, and the link is in his bio there. So thank you guys for listening. We'll have more on the podcast later this week, breaking down the latest with basketball and football, uh, and hopefully some uh, more long-form interviews like this as well uh, with some Illini people moving forward. All right, thank you for listening to the podcast. Wherever you get your podcast, follow us, give us a rating and review. That always helps us out. And we are loaded with content at the site with everything happening with basketball and football. So check it out, and you can always go VIP, $1 for your first month. Again, July is a very, very good time to do that. With basketball recruiting, everything Derek Piper's been covering on the trail, everything going on with the transfer market and Kofi Coburn, uh, but also football. Football recruiting is hot and heavy, continues to be a couple big decisions later this week with Sean Miller and Aiden Laufry, Uh, And we got training camp just around the corner, and I'm starting to put that stuff together at the moment as well. And uh, we've got a lot of content coming up. So uh, sign up for that right now, $1 for your first month of VIP access. Everybody have a great day. Take care of each other. We'll talk to you next time on the Alana Enquirer podcast.